Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome to another episode of Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today, we have Krishnan Nair, the CEO and co-founder at Geek Trust. Hi, Krishnan. How are you today? Hi, Akita. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show. Most welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. Our listeners and myself are uh, very much excited to get some insights and um, you know, to understand what you think in terms of uh, the hiring process and the topics around it. So before we get with other set of questions, can you start with telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career journey? Sure. So currently I'm CEO at Geektress.com. Uh, I've been running Geektress for about seven years now. Uh, prior to Geektress, I used to work at this company called ThoughtWorks. I was there for about 10 years. Uh, when I left ThoughtWorks, I was head of software delivery for the Bangalore office. Prior to that, I spent a couple of shorter stints at smaller companies, not smaller companies, quite large companies like Tech Mahindra and uh, JDA based out of Mumbai and Bangalore respectively. Uh, so overall, I've been in the tech space for close to 20 years now. Oh, wow. Wow. Amazing. So how is it so far? 20 years? I think technology is a great field to be in. You get to see the evolution of I don't mean this in a very dramatic way, but evolution of humankind, if you will. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true, so true. Okay, so moving on. And now, you know, in an industry where knowledge, passion, creativity has a significant impact on a company's success. So how you are ensuring a strong talent pipeline? That's a that's an interesting question with I think a lot of lot of depth to the answer i'll try and provide as much as i can you know when we when we look around and we see our colleagues that we work with the ones that 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 you know do really well at the workplace and the ones we want to work with are the ones which have the qualities that you just mentioned right passion you know they are they are they are driven they are creative unfortunately our hiring process looks for none of these when i say ours i mean in general not geek trust i mean in general the recruitment space <laughs> the hiring sp- Hiring process looks for none of these. When was the last time you went to a recruitment or a hiring uh, round and then they tried to find out the, your creative side? Right? It's, it's, it all feels very mechanical and, uh, um, you know, very robotic. So it's a, it's a hard thing to crack to figure out how do you identify folks with creativity and all of that. But I think there are parallels for us to learn from. I don't know, Ankita, if you're familiar with the design space, right? The UX and UI design. And uh, I feel that's a great space where people can come and showcase that talent. I think what, correct. I mean, even pick an interior designer. If you go to an interior designer, you're not going to ask her, hey, show me your resume and ask (laughs) you five questions about, you know, (laughs) based on geometry. You're going to ask her, show me your past work. So I think we need to get to a point, Ankita, where a lot of hiring happens based on maybe a portfolio of your capabilities. Yeah. Even the hires that we make at Geektress, we always tell them, okay, sh- tell me what you have done. Show me what you have done. And I think that's the future of hiring as well. If you want to hire 
creative, passionate folks, you need to look at their past work, not based on five questions you ask in an interview. Right, right. I think this is some. This is a very interesting point you picked up, Krishnan, which I'm sure most of the HRs would have never even thought because we're following that a process from so many years. Yeah, yeah. Just going on like that. Correct, correct. And you can't blame HR because the truth is, uh, or in this case, TAs or recruitment folks, because they are removed from the actual teams, right? So they don't know what will work. They are given a, a JD and said, you know, get people who match the JD. <laughs> and right. the JD has creativity in there. I don't know how to ask. I mean, how <laughs> I, <want> to... <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a very difficult task. So they look for other things in the JD, right? Which will say experience in XYZ for three years. Do you have that check? And so on. Right. But Krishan, tell me something, you know, I know that, you know, this, when we talk about JD, there are few checkpoints, okay? Like, let's say a person wants, has an experience of three years in this. But do you think uh, if a person has actually the experience of, you know, the, the JD, what JD is demanding, will be a good fit? Or you think a person who has who's just a pressure maybe, or maybe with a little less experience, can prove them better? My Takers' experience matters less in a majority of roles that we look to hire for. We give overemphasis on experience. End of the day, a lot of things can be picked up in two to three months. And I'm not saying everything. Okay, there are you know if you're a doctor, obviously you need the experience of doing certain things. But if you look at the technology space, there are so many things that you can pick up quite quickly. You need only two things. One is interest. Right. Mm-hmm. And second is you're putting in the hard work. A lot of things that people say you need five years of experience in blah, blah, blah. With two months of, you know, solid effort, you can pick that up if you get the support. from. Yeah, yeah. I think very well. Yeah, this is a point which I'm sure many of the HRs would want to make a note or maybe just from the HR space, I'm sure. But yeah, people who want to recreate or think around how they want to hire the next batch. Awesome. So uh, moving on, Krishnan, this is again similar, I know. But yeah, we would understand. So uh, with organizations being disrupted from every angle, from emerging technologies to changing demands of customers, do you think conventional talent acquisition models must change? I think they should have changed 10 years ago. So uh-huh. <laughs> a, resounding, a resounding yes. And I think it is changing, Ankita. Nowadays, if you look at, there are so many products, platforms available with like us, like us, geektrust.com, which allows for alternate source of hiring good talent. So, uh, and, and what's interesting is I've been in the recruitment space for the last seven years now. What I'm noticing now is that in the last 12 months, post-pandemic, a lot of yeah. large enterprises are also willing to look at newer methods of hiring. When I started out, I could talk only to startups, right? Enterprises wouldn't even look at us. But nowadays, we have enterprises writing and saying, okay, you know what? The traditional methods are not working as well. Can we look at other ways? So yes, definitely people have to look at alternate ways of hiring. And secondly, I'm happy to say that it's happening already. Yeah, that's great. So at least uh, they are now happening. is a good news for us. Because very rightly said, it should have happened way back. But Correct. yeah, nevertheless. Yeah, and, the, and I think a lot of, I mean, credit is a really bad word, but uh, a lot of reason is because of the pandemic. They were forced to innovate, right? You couldn't call in candidates to come into your office for five-hour interviews anymore. Then what do you do, right? And even if they accept an offer, you have no idea if they will join. So what experiences can you provide as a workplace to make sure they like and want to work with you? So these were questions that you have to answer. Right, right. 
no absolutely uh, krishna i remember very well you know i'm sure you me every one of us sitting in the hr office for, for hours in fact for the next day we used to call for the next round and it is to keep going yeah. on yeah uh, yeah i remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> awesome awesome okay i'm glad the things have changed already and i'm sure in future it will be even better correct so now we are in the in the in the curve where you have this 10% of companies who have adapted to this change now when these 10% are the large companies others will follow suit so i see it is the beginning but definitely i see a change happening yes very true very true Awesome. And Krishna, now I want to understand what are the top strategies that you follow at Geek Trust to win the war for uh, top talent. I'm sure you will have some top things in your head which you which have to be ticked mark. Yeah, well. I think I think the first thing, Ankita, is I don't think there is a war happening. I don't think there is a war on talent. not a war on talent or a war for talent happening i think i think what's happening is this how do i put it you know sometimes you go to an airport right and you see the the boarding counters are are you know a chocker block there are lots of people and what you end up doing is you go towards that same counter because you think that that is where you need to check in but in reality there could be five other counters which are not having as much rush which are available for you to check in but you don't even go there so i think that is what is happening with talent today there is a small section that we think we are when i say we i am using the term we for recruitment companies right not recruitment companies companies looking to hire they think there is this small little pool of talent that everybody should go after but the truth is there is fantastic talent in india we yeah. just don't give them the opportunity that they deserve because they don't they don't tick the boxes that we have in our jds right <laughs> Correct. So it, all of this ties together, right? The reason why there is a talent on war is because we want to go after the same people who are working at these unicorns. And luckily, we have hundred unicorns today, but that was not the case. And I, maybe it's dropped now with the market being down. But you know, you're all everybody is going after the unicorn talent and figuring out people. But nobody, many people wouldn't have worked at a unicorn before they got there, right? So as long as you're not looking at the same pool of people. there is great talent out there and i'll give you one anecdote of geek trust we wanted to hire a data scientist right and we ended up hiring a college professor a doctorate who's been teaching for 20 years wow i can i can guarantee ankita that there are probably a handful of com- tech companies in india who will do that mm. because they're not willing to give that opportunity this lady who that who we hired she wrote in to us saying that you know people like me who are from the industry and who love to write code who want to be in the in the you know in the industry don't get a, get enough opportunities so we thought let let us give her that opportunity and that has been our philosophy for not entering the war on talent war for talent right we look outside of the box and outside of that little box of your the, the people everybody thinks is good there's a whole world out there so our number one strategy is look outside of that little box and look at the large area outside right yeah, the trick then becomes how do you spot the ones who are a match for you which is where platforms like geek trust which are able to convert potential into actual real world skills help companies and candidates out yeah so that is the number one thing the second thing is never to go into battle try and retain people as much as you can and i think that is a separate topic by itself right right so uh, let's talk about retaining a little way you rightly said now we have to retain Um, mm. His employees definitely are a very crucial part. So, 
so we want to throw some light on or give some points on what companies can do in terms of retention yeah i have i have fairly strong views on this and uh, and i think it is i think it is all about the basics right. there are only three things that employees want in my opinion number one is they should be valued for what they do yeah. so everybody wants to be valued in their work second thing is they should feel they are part of a team right if you're if you're working by yourself in a silo with no connect to the larger ecosystem around you you're going to feel lonely and isolated and you will leave so one is you need to be valued two you should be part of a team and three you should have a goal that you're striving for it seems simple but these three things if you can define for everybody at your company i can assure you your retention will go up now how do you do these three things how do you recognize them how do you value them are all things are tactics you need to employ but these three things must be in place i think you uh, you have said so much in just these three things which means a lot now it really depends company to company how we are going to do it yeah. and how and it's it's really it's it's not it's not easy i don't mean to be flippant about it but it is not yeah. easy to do this especially when you're at a reasonable scale even when you cross that 25 30 number right it's hard to communicate this to the 51st person who's going to join you yeah true true right? so it's not easy culture and obviously when you're trying to develop some kind of a culture it is definitely not easy correct so you're right culture plays a big part in this right people the reason why people hesitate hesitate to leave companies because they love the culture there right salary somebody else can beat but i don't know if somebody else can beat this culture and i you know i know as a matter of fact um, so many people around me i see and um, you know even uh, even you know people who are 20 years older to me they are with one organization for years or maybe they if you at all they want to switch it's only because of the work culture definitely not because of the paycheck or the salary what they get by end of the month yeah i think salary is like hygiene right you can't work at a dirty workplace so like that your salary has to be something that shouldn't bother you it should be something that's taken care of but beyond that it is really about who you work with do you share the values with the people you work with and everybody wants to be part of a winning team right so you need to define that you need to define what your team is how do you win and congratulate and you know reward them when they win and it's not easy to do like you said it's not easy it sounds easy but it's not easy yeah <laughs> it's not easy true that so now we we were just talking about culture so i have another thing in my head i want to ask around it now you know how what do you think on how can business retain the human touch and strengthen the work culture in this digital workspace yeah it's a good question and again going back to when you say digital workplace i'm assuming akita that in, in today's world i think majority of people are still remote and working from home yeah. and all of that correct yeah yeah i think like in the recruitment space hr also have has had to innovate to bring the human touch into our day to day interactions at work in the past you go to drink coffee there is always somebody there right and you have a conversation with them or even if you want to talk to your manager he or she is just a knock away or you know sitting next to you can have that conversation now we are forced to bring that into the digital world because what we have realized is without this happening organizations can't succeed people can't succeed correct so what you end up doing is you try to mimic the social system that happens in the real world you try to mimic that online so if you look at growth of companies like or usage of companies tools like slack microsoft teams and zoom that we are talking now has grown manifold 
right? The challenge comes when you use this, these tools only for formal conversations. So the question is, how can you bring the informal conversations into the workplace using these tools as well? So in my opinion, as much as you use a Slack or a Teams or whatever platform you're using for formal communication, you should have different channels. You should have different mechanisms to facilitate informal communications as well. We have a, for example, we have a jokes channel, which the worst jokes in the world come, but still at least we have that. <laughs> and people put up jokes there, right? And we have a recommendations channel where people come and put up recommendations from what ice cream they ate to what books they are reading to what series that they have watched. Wow. So these these non-work, like quote-unquote work, things yeah. also need to be discussed. Right. So that is how you, you bring here, you bring, uh, you know, how you bring the human touch to the digital world. One thing that I'm a little worried about is, you know, like the internet. In, in the internet, the reason why it is such a cruel, rude place is because there's a lot of anonymity. So right. in the workplace... I might feel encouraged or I might feel okay to give you feedback in a rude manner. Like suppose you, we are colleagues, I might be okay to give you feedback on Slack by text, which I would not dare tell you face to face, right? So there is yeah. a question of how do I make the connect between Ankita and Krishnan as humane as possible, which I think is something that happens through these informal channels. So I need to connect with you as a person, only then can I work with you. So all things have to be intentional. It doesn't happen by default, Ankita. And I think a lot of companies struggle because they think it happens by default. It does not. It has to be, you know, it has to be created. Such opportunities have to be created. We used to play Scrabble together. When we were teams of 15 and all, we used to play Scrabble. Now we're, now we're about 100, so we can't do Scrabble anymore, but we still do <laughs> quizzes. <laughs> quizzes are nice, nice way. I think, yeah, yeah. these small little games uh, definitely act like a icebreaker. <laughs> And yeah, I, there was this very other interesting game we played where we would put in four facts about a person and everybody else had to guess who this person is. Right? So you get to know each other. Right, right. This is how you know your team, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this is, uh, I don't know, This in startups, it's the founder's responsibility to make sure this happens. In psychological companies, maybe HR needs to make sure these, these things happen. And I think these are the best way how you can bond the team. Exactly. Yeah, you can't. You can't go out playing or drinking as much anymore. So you facilitate yeah. these sort of things, right? You facilitate and make it happen. In fact, we used to drink together too. Everybody yeah. would come with a drink on Zoom and then we would say cheers. We would talk a little bit and then everybody would go their way. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Virtual world now. Yeah, absolutely. It's a new world we live in. We have to figure it out. That's nice to know. So many things, so many points. I have also jotted down to be honest. Literally jotting down. Great. Thank you for the inputs. <laughs> Okay, now another thing here, Krishnan, you know, does employee recognition program plays a major role in shaping the culture of the organization? That's one thing I want to ask. Another okay. thing is, what words of advice would you like to share with our community for thriving in the future of work? I think for the, for the first question, I think employee recognition is super important. Going back to my earlier three points on how do you increase retention, recognition is super important. Now, whether you recognize them with giving a reward or you recognize them with, I don't know, the bonus or you recognize them with a pat on the back. I don't think how you recognize them matter, but you have to recognize them. People are putting in effort, especially more so now, right? This is part of the, the, the humanity we need to bring back to the workplace in a digital world. They don't know if you appreciate them or not. 
and every human being wants to be valued it's a fundamental fundamental right so to speak right so employee recognition super critical how you do it i think depends on the team size depends on you know what you want to do i i don't know if you are funded startup maybe you can give them a bmw maybe <laughs> i don't know what you would do but you know recognition is super important and should be scalable it's not that to recognize one person in a year right everybody needs to know within the context of what they are working i value what you do if not i'm i'm able to come up to you and tell you hey ankita these three things that you didn't you didn't do well i hope to i think you should do these more often so that feedback cycle has to be maintained recognition or if there is any critical feedback to be given that also needs to be passed at the right time what was your second question akita sorry second question was you now if you have any specific advice you want to share to with our community for uh, thriving in the future of work i think the the most important thing if anything right now is to have more empathy mm-hmm. when when you are working with somebody who's sitting next to you you probably know more more about that person right you get to see their expressions you you get to overhear calls they have from their friends or from their family you get to understand that person but right. when you're working over slack you have you know nothing about that other person right. right and you we tend to be more critical of others so i think the biggest thing to remember right now is to be more empathetic towards people and assume that people are working with the right spirit and with the best objectives in mind if it's not it's an edge case and you deal with it but i think more empathy at work is what i would call for okay very very strong word and i think yeah this this is definitely something to should be considered yeah yeah i don't know how it 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 you know you can make it happen but i think it can be made it can happen Uh, yeah. one is to just to be open about it and second is it needs to be facilitated you need to understand a person as a person right right well, we can have uh, probably uh, frequent uh, meetings or interaction calls or maybe if even if it's a is in communication things can definitely happen if we are in frequently in touch and especially when you spoke about things like um, jokes channel recommended channel right yeah having, having such ice breakers or talking something but not work can help help the people to kind of be open and free about talking things yeah and it and it gives you a sense of like if i if i see the sort of jokes you are putting on kita i probably get to understand you as a person as well right i build yeah. a mental model about you which is beyond hey she does this work yeah i see your recommendations i know what sort of books you like to read or what sort of movies so you become a full fledged person instead of somebody behind a slack handle that that is definite and i think that is very important uh, when you're working with someone to know them fully rather than just knowing them by what they do on slack or, or otherwise exactly exactly and i think there is in, in today's world especially with all the startups and all of that there is too much focus on 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 business but business has to be humane right business has to be for good as well it's not just about what was your valuation at your last funding round it has to be more than that so true so true awesome thank you thank you for giving this input now we i actually have a lot of things to ask you but unfortunately as we are running out of time i have to end this conversation here but if at all my audience wants to reach you krishnan is linkedin the right place yeah you can find me at linkedin and i'm fairly active on twitter at krishnan nair awesome thank you so much Okay then Krishnan lovely talking to you thank you so Same much Same here Ankita Yeah have a good day You too bye